Welcome back. I, I finally thought of it during the commercial break. The the names that I think would be better than MLK Junior Day, and I'm curious if you agree, disagree. Love to love to chat with you on it. By the way, I'm looking outside, and it's still relatively dark, and we are at seven twenty nine. Saturday morning. Community Services Day instead of MLK Day. Because a lot of people do community service. In fact, community service is one of those big things that are talked about in school, you know, to help bolster up your your college application and to make you look better if you're going to go directly into the into the workforce. So Community Services Day or Human Services Day. Either one of those appeal to you? 508-996-0500. During uh, this past week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I was filling in for Chris McCarthy and quite a few things, quite a few things broke during that period. One, that... The Dubetford School Committee voted unanimously not to do a national search for a superintendent of schools and instead selected the interim, Andrew O'Leary, to the, to the position on a permanent basis. Now, I understand and I was having a conversation with uh, Barry who believes that, you know, in this particular case, the city did the right thing by choosing O'Leary instead of doing a search. And he said the same thing a couple of other callers were saying, you know, if you feel you've got the right person in-house, well, then go. Well, how do you know that you have the best person? Now, I think we are in a day and age where people go into a position and then they look to better themselves after three to five years, maybe seven. I mean, when you start sticking around that long, you 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 have a, a, a different reason than actually trying to move on up in the world. So, I, I don't know O'Leary. Maybe I get the opportunity to have him come on on this program one of these days. And I'm sure he's intelligent. He knows the area because he's been in the system for quite some time. But I don't know that he is the best person out there. And the search would ferret that out. Yeah, we like Andrew here, but, you know, we've got Molly over here who has as much experience. Molly used to live in New Bedford. In fact, she was born and raised here, went to New Bedford High School. Then she went on to the University of Arizona, got her degree, got her master's degree, then her Ph.D. And she's been in Texas schools doing all kinds of things over the past several years. She even rose to superintendent. Now Molly wants to come back home. But Molly didn't get a chance. 
because the search people didn't search for Molly in Texas or Molly in Tennessee or Molly in upstate New York. So, and Molly, Molly may have come at a price point that's a little bit better. Who knows? Who knows? You don't know because you didn't do a search. And so, I wish the very best to Mr. O'Leary as he takes on what seems to be (laughs) a mountain a mountain. I, I wish him the best. To the school committee, shame on you. Shame, shame, shame. Unanimously deciding not to do a search. Wanted to save a couple of ducats. It's amazing. It's amazing where folks decide to, to skimp on money. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. But you know, you live by the sword. Sometimes you you die by it. Well, this superintendent was only around for five years. Well, how long did you think he was going to stay around for? And look, you know, is that story that I just did about Molly? Now, Molly is a pretend person. But look, here's a classic example of what some type of national or at least regional search will do. Thomas Anderson was here for five years. Say whatever you want about the job that he did. But an opening came up where? His hometown. And he bolted. He bolted to go home. Same thing that I was just saying about Molly. Now, if the folks in East Hartford didn't reach out uh, outside of their, their womb, their educational womb, Anderson would, would still be here. Or maybe not, because wasn't he also looking, was it Newton or uh, one of those other places where he didn't get the job? But he was looking at, you know, five years is, is pretty good. A lot of people move after three to five years. My radio career, same thing. I've been here for quite some time, and I was at XM and then Sirius XM for almost a dozen years because those were the two spots that I said, you know what, I've had a pretty good career. I'm not really looking to go back to San Francisco or, you know, if I go to Boston, Boston, I can do from here, you know, that kind of stuff. Same thing with with being at this station. I've been here since, what, 2009? I've had had a, a good run. I like the folks here. The folks here seem to like me. But that's different. When you're talking about people that are in their 30s, 40s, and early 50s, they're still looking to be 
the best that they can be. And they're looking to get on up. They're looking to make a little bit more money and, and a few more benefits. A few more challenges. So I get why, why Anderson is gone. Again, we can debate on whether he did a good job here while he was here or not. But I don't think the the national search that brought him here, him being Anderson, was a bad search. People are applauding the job that he did. And, and school committee members, when they found out he was leaving, uh, they understood. I don't know what that means for, for Andrew O'Leary, whether he does a good job or a bad job. But if he only lasts five years, don't, I mean... Be happy with it. Because he's looking for bigger and better. Let's face it. If he does a good job with New Bedford schools and Worcester or Springfield comes a calling for him to be the superintendent or maybe, maybe there's a a cush position with Desi. You don't expect him to just stay here, do you? I can, you know, he, and he might. He might. Depends on, depends on what he wants to do. But in, in the game of, of career, three to five years is, is a good reason to jump. Mayor Mitchell. He's happy where he is. That's why he keeps on running for mayor. Brian Gomes. He's happy where he is. And that's why he keeps on running every two years for the city council. And the same with Linda Morad and some of the others. Joe Lopes. Whatever you want to say, he likes being on the city council. And so he got himself in position to run again, and he got reelected. I haven't seen him in a long time, but my guess is he's one happy camper right now. So you do a national search because you're trying to do the best for your city or town. And sometimes it's worth it to spend a few ducats to fly somebody in to sit down and listen to what they have to say and eventually get an idea of what it may or may not cost you to bring that that person in. All right, that's what I have to say about that. Let's see. Oh, yes. How could I? Jim, I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Studio 6 and 7 eighths for our visit with Jim Phillips to find out about Town Square Sunday. Morning, Brian. Good morning, everyone. Here's what's happening this week on Town Square Sunday. Dr. Greg Skomel, marine biologist and shark expert, will appear at a fundraiser on January 20th in Onset. He'll speak with us Sunday about his longtime interest in sharks and his new book, Chasing Shadows. My life tracking the great white shark. 
Also joining us, New Bedford Light columnist Jack Spillane. We'll talk about the importance of Herman Melville to New Bedford and perhaps, perhaps a new spirit of working together among city leaders. Join us for Town Square Sunday, Sunday morning at 6 and 11 on 1420 WBSM and 99.5 FM. All right, Jim, thank you very much. A spirit of working together. It's time now for the Bitcoin Biz Barometer as we measure the universal crypto marketplace. And a little advice from uh, not only myself, but the folks at Swan Bitcoin coming up in, in just a bit. Very, very interesting series of numbers today. Bitcoin... Bitcoin is coming in this morning at $43,199. That is down almost $500 from last Saturday at this time. Ethereum is up $324, coming in at $2,558. Binance Coin at $299, down $5. Solana is down a dollar coming in at 93 bucks. XRP is at 57, it's down. No, excuse me, it's up a penny, up a penny. Cardano at 55 cents is up 3 cents and Avalanche is up 2 bucks coming in at 36. dollars That's your Bitcoin Biz barometer for today, January 13th, 2024. Another sheet of paper where I've got 23 written down so we haven't talked much about bitcoin over the past several months but something happened this week that even i was you know going back to being leery about something i was very leery that this was ever going to happen but it happened earlier this week You can now buy Bitcoin ETFs. Bitcoin ETFs. They're out there in the market now. Now, Bitcoin was down $494 this morning compared to a week ago Saturday. It is a volatile market. It's been good to me, but it's 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 volatile. Now, you're going to see my guesses. This is me guessing here. Fidelity, Grayscale, BlackRock, Bitwise, a lot of other companies. You're going to see them advertising these ETFs on the idiot box, on your YouTube You will see advertisements galore for these Bitcoin ETFs. I'm not an ETF fan. Don't like to go down that particular road. Why? Well, when you do ETFs, that means somebody else is actually doing the buying for you. So they're going to be user, you know, uh, management type fees. Whereas if you know Bitcoin well enough, you can buy your own Bitcoin. And here's the other thing. You will store 
your own Bitcoin as opposed to having somebody else stored for you. And you can trade your Bitcoin 24-7 with whomever. Whereas ETFs, they're at the mercy of the stock markets. So those are three good, at least valid reasons not to go down the ETF road. First and foremost, get educated. Learn about the Bitcoin. And then once you feel knowledgeable enough, then start investing in, in the real McCoy. And it's funny to call it the real McCoy because you don't really touch it. But start investing in the Bitcoin. All right. Uh, 508-996-0500. That's how you get on the program today. We did already speak about Andrew O'Leary. Something that I, I think it came up yesterday. Maybe it was the day before. I, and I found out through Tim. There's actually a story at uh, the uh, Standard Times in relation to this, the new Fairhaven, New Bedford Bridge. You know, and, and I sit here and I think about it and I say, yeah, well, yeah, it's new, except for one thing. They're not even going to start construction. If they're, if they're fortunate enough to do so, they're not going to be able to start construction until 2027. So let me back up because I, I just... Said a mouthful there. Part of that mouthful was if they're going to be able to. And that is, where's the money going to come from? I don't want to get into the argument about whether or not the bridge is important. Because what may be important to you may not be important to me or vice versa. But we have been listening for the past, oh, month and a half about the state's financial woes, how there's not enough money uh, for the shelter system. We, we went broke trying to fund that and then trying to get the president to send some more money to try to help that broken part of the system. We're hearing that uh, Governor Healy might be cutting the budget at school budgets. If school budgets get cut, where's the money going to come from to build that bridge? If budgets are getting cut like that, where's the money going to come from to finish South Coast Rail? You know, it, 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 lots of work has been done on that on that rail project. But would it really surprise you if all of a sudden, well, there's no more money, we can't complete it at this time. These folks have been going without a train uh, for so long. You know, if we have to wait another year or two to, to finally get the money to finish the project, so be it. But then what does that do to the bridge? In fact, I'd like to ask the question, if money is really that tight, which would you prefer? Would you prefer the state decide, well, we'll spend that money on the bridge 
or spend that money to complete South Coast Rail. Now, a, a little bit about this bridge. If, if this is new information to you, sorry. But it's going to be a vertical bridge. You know, one piece that rises up, there'll be two, two towers, one on each side, to actually lift that bridge up. It's being compared to the Cape Cod Railroad Bridge and the Four River Bridge that goes between Quincy and Weymouth. I've gone across Four River. I've never gone, to the best of my knowledge anyway, the train bridge. However, the so-called experts say it will be a shorter wait period for motorists uh, for that bridge that's going to go up and then it's going to come down. Well, I question that. For one thing, you you don't know how many boats are going to pass through at a particular time. uh, So how do we really know how long it's going to be up? Now, it may be quicker as far as the time it takes to open and close it. You know, that, that swing time. But that's not really helping me. That that thing has still got to go up and it's not going to just whoop, go up very fast. So what are we looking at? Is, is that something that you really want? It It is less expensive. And uh, according to, again, the experts like um, State Rep Strauss, it shouldn't take as long to build. I, I think the build out they're saying is 18 months now. 18 months in state government time probably means two to two and a half years, maybe longer. I mean, remember the big dig? So I'm not, I'm not happy with the fact that this is a bridge where people are going to still have to wait. It, it may be difficult to have a bridge that um, is tall enough that Boats can just pass underneath without motorists having to stop. That may not be a possibility. But as as I think about it, this bridge that we currently have, the current Fairhaven New Bedford Bridge, when was the last time it broke down for repairs? Now, regular maintenance has to take place, but when was the last time it broke down for repairs? Are you having that much difficulty going over that bridge when you can? You know, obviously you can't when boats are passing by. But same thing is going to happen when we get into the situation where uh, boats want to come by and the bridge has to go up. Yeah, it might only go up 80 feet, but it might go up even higher depending on the boats that are going through. So... Are you, are you happy with this decision or are you, are you just one of the, you're complacent because finally we're getting another bridge. And I like uh, how Rep Strauss and I believe even Mayor Mitchell are saying how this is going to help commerce in the area. My first question to that would be, Exactly how is it going to help? Are we going to all of a sudden get more boats that want to come in 
and uh, let their stuff off at the pier or, or some, you know, how how is this going to help the economy? Are they going to charge people to go across the bridge? What's going to happen here that's going to make this bridge the end-all, be-all to bring more money in, help the economy? Sounds good. And if you can explain it to me, then I could give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I'm not ready yet to give this bridge the thumbs up. I know there are a lot of people that are just happy. Oh, we're getting a new bridge. Yeah, you're getting a new bridge. And for 18 months, you're going to have to figure out a different way to get to New Bedford or to get to Fairhaven. Which isn't really that difficult because you can always take Cogsall or you can take 195 or you can take the tunnel. Now the Jetsons are saying, let me in. It's raining again. It sure is. This is the third storm of the week. Think about it. We had the snow snow. 